This is SAFM Sport with Zai Khan. Sport on on SAFM. It's a night away from 8 o'clock and we go gold digging. This time it's for the search for Australian rugby. It's one fan that navigates the rise and fall of Australian rugby and the Wallabies. Uh, they search for answers in the hope the country can return to its former glory. Let's welcome Matt Durant to the show. Hey Matt, gold digger. Why did you choose this name? Isaac Cam, thanks for having me. Um, it was a, it was funny. It was a name I thought about for a while because I hate coming up with names for things. But <laughs> uh, in the end, I just thought, you know, gold. It's very much a, a, a wallaby color. I know South Africa has the, the similar mm-hmm. colors, but it, it uh, you know, this is a journey. We're, we're we're digging. We're looking through history. We're looking at what's happening now. We're we're interviewing people. So yeah, it just sort of seemed to be appropriate. Gold digger. So how would you describe now the state of rugby in Australia that pushed you to come up with this documentary? Um, I've, I've, I've loved rugby all my life. Um, I, I kind of really started following it in the 1990s when we were a lot more successful. And uh, I guess like many rugby fans, I've just been disappointed with the way the game has sort of gone backwards in the last two decades, mm. ever since, you know, the, the, the 2003 World Cup where we hosted and you know, we'd come off a really good few years. Uh, and and it's just really disappointing because, you know, we, we seem to have very good players. And I think we actually do have, you know, a good rugby culture there. But something just wasn't quite right. And I think as a fan, I was just frustrated not having any answers. So this project or this journey, this, mm. this investigation, this dig was, you know, kind of me just as a fan trying to sort of unpeel what's happened. And you know, fortunately, I got to talk to very, very knowledgeable people mm. um, who, who agreed to be interviewed. And what did you discover there with these knowledgeable people? Um, I think I discovered that uh, rugby is a complex game, especially in well, it's a complex game to to administer, but especially in Australia, where rugby is the third or fourth most popular uh, winter sport. So, unfortunately, like South Africa, where um, you know, rugby is number one when, or I guess it's sort of, it's, it's very popular. Obviously you have soccer and football, but, um, you know, we, we fall behind Australian rules, football and rugby league, two mm. sports that aren't really um, played much around the world. Um, certainly Australian rules isn't. And that really, it's hard for rugby to get prominence there. So that's certainly one factor. Um, but I think the other factor is the fact that we have made probably the wrong business decisions in, in the way that our professional game is structured in the, mm. in the country. And while the rest of the world has changed and in many ways grown exponentially, Mm. Australia has just sort of been stagnant for the last couple of decades. I mean, the Wallabies, they're they're always seen up there with the All Blacks, the Springboks, England. Mm. It must be a huge concern now. They're not even in the top five as we speak. No, and and like I, I think if you really go back to history and look at it, Australia is sort of back where it was in the 1970s, where it was about sixth or seventh in the world. It was behind the All Blacks. It was behind the Springboks. And it would, you know, mm. hold its own, but often come off second best against the British and Celtic nations. Uh, that then changed in the 80s and 90s. And there was a, you know, magnificent glory period. But then we've sort of gone back to where we were, which is we can beat anyone on our day. <laughs> but... Uh, we're, we're not consistent as we used to be. And and unfortunately, in a place like Australia, which is such a competitive sporting environment, 
you if you're not first you're last as the old saying goes mm, mm. and um it's really hard to keep the sport up on a pedestal when when the national team just isn't in the top three I mean, you're talking about the bad business decisions. Like I was looking at the, mm. I watched the promo and we played it here on air about Sansa, which includes South Africa, Australia and New Zealand. Mm. They've also had their fair share of challenges recent years. Also made, you know, bad decisions that affected the Wallabies. Yeah, I mean, I guess every, the, the Australian rugby, South African rugby, New Zealand rugby are all autonomous in the decisions they make. Sansa is just a, a partnership arrangement which is largely based on the TV broadcast deals. Um, I, I certainly don't think losing South African super rugby teams uh, is a good thing because South Africa <laughs> brings a massive market and massive interest. Mm. And, you know, I talked to a few rugby fans. While, while people didn't really enjoy the late nights and the odd time zones, I think people <laughs> generally do miss South African teams and, mm. the, and the South African players and, and the, the injection that brought to the competition. But, you know, fortunately, we can still play in the rugby championship. And, you know, those games against the Wallabies, between the Wallabies and Springboks, um, you know, I think are still um, blockbusters, um, mm. especially when both teams are, you know, are playing well. Uh, without being any, you know, being part of a spoiler alert, but can you tell us about, mm. you know, about the legends and the important people you've put together in this documentary? Yeah, well, I, I, I tried to sort of, you know, I, I did this all off my own back. I self-funded and I, I pretty much cold called and sent emails and, and even sort of uh, sent messages on, on social media to various people. And I was actually blown away by how open people were to talk to me. So mm -hmm. I was able to speak with, um, you know, John Eels, who's you know, our most um, celebrated captain and a World Cup winning captain, but also other players like Michael Liner. Um, and, and obviously in that period, you had Rod McQueen, who was a you know, again, our most successful coach mm. and the CEO that was also there during that time. So I sort of wanted to at least talk to people who were involved in the good times mm. and then start to kind of piece together perhaps what, what has changed. And, you know, I've also been blessed with other people who are not from, from Australia. So I, I spoke with Sir Clive Woodward mm -hmm. um, and, and not many people know that Sir Clive actually played in Australian club rugby in the 1980s when he left England for, for work. This is back in the amateur days. Mm. And so he actually had a really interesting insight into the Australian psyche, the rugby culture. And I, you know, he even admitted that that helped him a lot when he came to putting together the team that, that went on to win the 2003 World Cup. I mean, this, this, these are the who's who of the rugby world, I would imagine. Yeah. And, and Unfortunately, I wanted to talk to someone from South Africa, but um, because COVID interrupted our shooting schedule, we, we couldn't really sort of move around so much. And unfortunately, there also weren't many South African um, or ex-Springboks or uh, people from South African rugby in Australia because yeah. I was able to obviously focus on you know, a couple of All Blacks who happened to be through in Australia. But, um, you know, I'd love to because I, I, my Springboks, you know, they're such a great part of, of rugby mm. culture and, you know, I've got some, some favourites over the years. So may, who knows, maybe maybe the next the next one. Yeah, something tells me there's not going to be the last of it because listening to your <laughs> podcast, because you've been very successful with those and now with this, mm. which is, you know, a, a, a visual feast for us, we can't wait. In terms of graphics, what can, you know, the SABC Sport viewers expect this weekend? Because we all, yeah, we'll, we'll have eyeballs I on think screens. if you... Yeah, look, if, you, if, you, if you're knowledgeable about Australian rugby, and funnily enough, most South African rugby people are, probably mm -hmm. more so than people in Australia. But if, you, if, you, if you're wondering what happened uh, back in the 90s and what's happened now, I think this documentary answers some of those questions. But 
I think it also asks questions about rugby in general. Is the game growing enough? Is it mm. grown in the right ways? Is it still too exclusive? Um, is it, you know, really sort of, uh, you know, following in the way other sports have become successful? And a lot of the business problems that have plagued the sport in Australia are also, you know, similar problems that have affected the way that the sport has tried to grow in Europe and, and other parts of the world. And certainly from a financial perspective, when all the wealth is in Europe, it's very hard for Australia to compete as it has been for the Springboks and, and other countries. Thank you so much, Matt Duran from Raging Board Productions. The whole show that you can catch unpacking the Gold Digger documentary. And you know us rugby-loving nation of South Africa. We've jumped first at the chance of watching this film. It's available on SABC Sport Easter weekend, Saturday, 16th April. And you can catch it on SABC2 